Hello there WordPressers and good morning. This is the WP Builds weekly WordPress newsletter. It's number 78 and it covers the weekly WordPress news for the week commencing the 26th of August 2019 and it was published on Monday the 2nd of September 2019. Just a couple of things before we begin, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and join us in all of the places where we like to share our content. There's our Facebook group, YouTube channel and a whole host of other ways of getting in touch with us and also a couple of newsletters which you might like to join. WPBuilds.com forward slash deals will get you onto the deals page. It's a little bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, if you're in the mindset for getting a new WordPress plugin or something like that over the next few weeks, it might be worth checking out because we've got coupon codes over there which simply don't expire. You can go and check them out and use them at your leisure. WPBuilds.com forward slash webinars. We've got a webinar coming up in the not too distant future. It's on the 12th of September, which is a Thursday with... Andre Gagnon from Project Huddle, which will explain all about his latest updates and how to use that plugin. And last but by no means least, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you have a WordPress product or service and you would like to get it in front of a wider audience, well, go to that page and fill out the form, just like Kinster did. Are you tired of unreliable or slow hosting? If so, check out Kinster, who takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud Platform, all their plans include PHP 7, SSH and 24-7 expert support. And you can migrate today for free at kinster.com. And we do thank all of our sponsors because they really do help, help us to put this podcast out each and every week. OK, let's get stuck into the news for this week. Each week we put our WordPress news into various categories and the first one is always WordPress core and I've only got one story for you today and that comes from WP Tavern. Sarah Gooding writes, Gutenberg 6.4 adds new typewriter experience, cover block resizing and block inserter help panel. So Gutenberg has reached version 6.4 as I just said and there's some nice nice things going on here. The first one I want to mention is this new typewriter experience. Um, so if you've ever used Gutenberg before and written a lot then you'll notice that it's very difficult to kind of keep the focus on where you're writing. Obviously with a typewriter the paper itself moves as you type because the you know the, the little hammers that come out are in a fixed position. Well that's kind of what they tried to replicate here. When you write in Gutenberg now uh, if you were to reach the bottom of the screen the cursor stays in the same place and the entire body of the text above the cursor moves up one row. It leaves a little margin at the bottom so that you can keep your eyes basically in the same place. So each time you start a new line or hit return, uh, everything just moves up and it looks really good. I, I actually didn't even notice that it didn't exist, but now that it does exist, I think I would be hard pressed to, to work without it. So that's really nice. Another thing that they've introduced is the image block module has now got the circle mask variation. In other words, you can upload a picture of, I don't know, anything you like, and you could put rounded corners on it if you make the rounded corners large enough. You could create a circle from a square image and if you upload a rectangular image you could make sort of like a lozenge shape which is very nice, nice little addition. The settings are easy to find, they're under styles and circle mask. And the other thing to mention is that as of the Gutenberg usability testing which happened in July this year, it was found that most people don't 
in any way, shape or form interact with the, the kind of guidance that is offered when you first open up Gutenberg, the sort of tutorial that you can go through. And so what they've decided to do is kind of abandon that. And now there's going to be information about each block embedded in the block itself. And so where you add new blocks, so for example, paragraph, heading, cover, image, and so on and so forth, there's now an option to read contextual information about what that block does. It provides a title and it provides a little short summary of everything that you can do and this will be absolutely fabulous for people new to using Gutenberg and probably to your clients as well and hopefully developers who are creating their own blocks will will leverage this and put information about that strikes me that it would be quite a nice opportunity to put some little videos in there I don't know if anybody has has managed to do that but you know it would be easy to to demo how uh, each of the blocks works and that would be nice in there the next section is entitled Community, and the first piece under that umbrella comes from the Elementor blog, and it's entitled Elementor Growth Roundup, 15 Experts Share How to Grow Your Business in 2020. Well, if you're a marketer or you're trying to grow your business in some way, it's always nice to get some advice from people who have had success. And the guys at Elementor have managed to, over three years, get their product installed on three million websites. So they certainly are a, a good place to start. What they've done is they've reached out to 15 experts in all sorts of different fields. And they've asked them the following two questions. What was the number one factor of growth for your business? And the second question was, what was the biggest growth challenge? What lessons did overcoming it teach you? And so they've obviously got their CEO, the Elementor CEO. Then they've got people from the likes of Buffer, HubSpot, the guys from Moz, um, WP Engine and so on and so forth. Basically lots and lots of people. And so, you know, just thought this was a nice shout out for Elementor. If you're into growing your business and want to take some top tips in a very easy to read article, then this might be worth looking at. One of the questions that I often get asked is about why somebody would wish to use WordPress over other platforms. And WP Mayor this week have come out with an article entitled Why WordPress is a Superior Platform for Non-Profit Organizations. And although it's spelling out in the title it's specifically about non-profit it makes some good points and they're the kind of points that given enough time I kind of forget that these exist and when I'm talking to clients and trying to explain the benefits of WordPress why I think it's a suitable choice uh, I forget these things so I'm really just putting this article your way because no doubt you'll be having these same conversations at some point in the near future and so it talks about the fact that you know WordPress is scalable it runs 60% of websites that use CMSs it's completely free of course, which is a big win. It's portable, it lasts longer, it helps avoid technology changes, it's upgraded all the time, it's Google friendly and so on and so forth. So it's the kind of article that once you've read it, you can make some little notes or indeed put this in front of your clients, get them to read it for themselves and hopefully it would bolster their you know, it would make it easier for them to make the decision to go with you and choose WordPress as their CMS of choice. Very much related to the article we've just mentioned and coincidentally of a very similar ilk is WPMU Dev's article this week entitled Is WordPress an Actual Content Management System? Because that's another question that clients often throw at me. They talk about the fact that, well, I thought WordPress was simply for blogging or small business sites, that kind of thing. And WPMU Dev tried to dispel that myth uh, with their article this week and they go into 
exactly what makes a content management system into a content management system and the fact that WordPress definitely fulfills that. They talk about this enormous user base that WordPress has got and then they go on to, to talk about some of the large sites that are deploying WordPress throughout the internet. So demonstrating, for example, with the glassdoor.com website that which has millions and millions of entries that WordPress can handle that. And then they talk about the fact that some government websites and country websites and celebrity websites are also using WordPress as their CMS. And I've found these kind of articles to be very useful in the past. So I'm just putting this here to, to recommend it to you in case you've got a wavering client who feels that, oh, I'm not sure my friend has told me that WordPress isn't really suitable for what I need. Well, maybe throw this article at them and let them have a look and decide for themselves. Hopefully they'll decide with WordPress. Back on the Elementor blog this week and following on a very similar theme to the last two articles, we have an article entitled Wix to WordPress Migration, a step-by-step -step user guide using Elementor. Now, I've in the past taken over clients who've gone from Wix and they've had anxieties about how easy will the process be. Well, this article is a piece written by the Elementor guys encouraging you to take on clients from Wix, showing you how you can migrate your site, what the pros and the cons of each platform are, how WordPress can, can be used. And then they go on to explain how it is that you can actually migrate sites over, You know what widgets are comparable to the ones that are in Wix, to the ones that are in Elementor, and what options you've got in terms of like third-party plugins and so on and so forth. And then a guide as to how you can actually automate or manually migrate your sites. So again, it's quite a long piece. I can't go into all the detail, but a nice option if somebody comes to you and says, look, we're thinking of migrating from Wix, then Elementor, this little article might well push them over the boundary. The next few pieces deal with plugins and themes. And the first one that I've got this week is actually a deal on a on a plugin that we've mentioned before. We've had Andre Gagnon from Project Huddle on the podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be having a webinar with him. But right now he's offering 40% off his Project Huddle platform. Um, it's now available for $299 on a lifetime deal plus the, the regular deals. If you click on the link in the show notes, then you'll be taken to the appropriate page. And there's probably about seven days left from the time that you heard this so it's a pretty pretty great pricing option at the moment project huddle of course is used for creating uh, an interaction between you and your clients and enabling you to to get your messages and get your uh, assets to your clients and for them to be able to communicate with you uh, trivially easily so yeah very nice and great to have such a aggressive pricing at this point in time Anybody building a complicated site which needs some kind of filtering or search has probably come across a plugin called Facet WP. We've had the guys from Facet WP on the podcast as well, and they've arrived at version 3.4. They've got quite a nice uh, selection of updates. They've completely redesigned the admin UI because it was felt by the community that it was a bit cluttered and they've made it much more straightforward. I can see just looking at the images that I'm going to find it much more easy to use. They've also rebuilt their documentation. And again, I think this is a great move because I personally did find the documentation a little bit difficult to track things down, a little bit lacking and um, and. Just, just generally hard, and so they made much more of an effort with that. And then they've added something called a flyout mobile facet. So you can now add on the flyout add-on, 
and, and it enables you on a mobile device to filter. Something will swoop in from the side with all the filtering options. So for example, if you would like to filter a car by a certain price or by a certain manufacturer, then that can all be done in a flyout menu, which takes the you know far less screen real estate when you're on a mobile device. And also in the past, they've added Elementor integration, a layout builder for ACF and, and more. So definitely go and check that out if you're using Facet WP or you're in that struggle trying to figure out which faceted search plugin you wish to use. Now, although I try to keep up with the WordPress news, one of the things that continually eludes me is the the capability of third-party plugins for adding capabilities to Gutenberg. There's so many different options coming around and some of them have got a very relatively small audience and so you don't necessarily hear about them. Well, over on WPNewsify.com this week, we have an article entitled 10 Best Blocks to Use for Creating Your Site with Gutenberg. And it lists a whole bunch of different options. So for example, Ultimate Add-ons for Gutenberg. There's one called Ultimate Blocks, Otter Blocks, which I confess I'd not heard of before. Atomic blocks, stackable Gutenberg blocks, advanced Gutenberg, co blocks, Google Maps Gutenberg block, Ghost Kit, and Quebly. I'm not entirely sure I've got that pronounced correctly. It's Q U B E L Y. And quite a few of those I'd never heard before. And obviously, if you're trying to push the boundaries with Gutenberg and migrate all of your workflow into Gutenberg, having these blocks available to you might save you a whole bunch of time. So nice article and very, very time saving, I hope. Right, let's move on to the security section. We have a bit of a light touch on security each week. And the first article is WPSec.com and their blog. We have an article entitled, What is XML RPC? If you've played with WordPress for any length of time and gone looking around in the settings, you'll notice there's something called XML RPC. It's useful for all sorts of reasons, but what is it? It's a remote procedure call protocol, which is using XML to encode its calls and HTTP as the transport mechanism. And it's useful for things like, let's say you want to create content on other platforms, for example, the WordPress mobile app, or if this, then that, or the Android or iOS apps for WordPress. It was all switched off until WordPress 3.5, I think, and now it's been enabled by default because of these integrations with things like Jetpack and the WordPress apps. And there's a whole bunch of common vulnerabilities. And this article goes into explaining fairly technical command line level detail, how it is that you can discover what kind of vulnerabilities you may be opening yourself up for. So for example, it might be that you have a cross-site port attack available or a server-side request forgery attack available. And really, it's just a question of educating yourself how you can disable um, these capabilities and what you can do to protect yourself. And obviously, if you're reading this, you may decide that you don't wish to protect yourself because the benefits outweigh the, the risk. But it's a nice article explaining what all this is and, and how you can explore more. I mentioned earlier that we do offer a bit of a light touch on WordPress security, and this is a perfect example of that. We won't go into too much detail, but over on the wordfence.com blog site, we have malicious WordPress redirect campaigns attacking several plugins. And to quote, over the past few weeks, our threat intelligence team has been tracking an active 
attack campaign targeting a selection of new and old WordPress plugin vulnerabilities. These attacks seek to maliciously redirect traffic from visitors' sites to a number of potentially harmful locations. And the ones that you've got to look out for are Nick Dark plugins. They've got an unauthenticated arbitrary options update and a, the simple 301 redirect add-on hyphen a bulk uploader uh, unauthenticated options update. Now, obviously, the, the team at WordFence are mitigating against this. I'm not sure at which point it goes from being a premium fix to a, a free fix because they have a 30-day cycle which in which the, the premium gets all the updates and then they roll out to the free version. But if either of those plugins mean anything to you, if you've heard of those before or have those on your client websites, definitely go check out that article. Again, a light touch, briefly summing up the Kinsta.com's post from this week. They've got an article entitled How to Password Protect Your WordPress Site Every Method. Now, this is a gigantic article. I was really surprised that there was as many options as there are. And it goes on to outline all of the ways that, at least that they know of, of password protecting your website because that's something you may wish to do. And so that is literally all I'm going to say about it. If you want to explore every single way of locking down your WordPress website, whether that's from any traffic or just authenticated traffic or whatever it is that you want to do, the answer is probably in this very long article. So yeah, go and check it out. Nice, nice security option for you. One of the acronyms that seems to get bandied about all the time is DDOS, Distributed Denial of Service Attack. And the WP Engine guys this week have an article entitled How to Stop a Distributed Denial of Service Attack, or DDOS. And they go on to explain exactly what they are, what kind of form they can take, how this stuff can bring your website down. And they've listed it out as five different ways of doing that. And then they talk about the different ways to prevent it. Again, I'm going to do a very light touch here to say, well, I can't explain what they're trying to do. But uh, you yourself can go and check it out. It's very short. It's not really too in-depth, but uh, might be worth looking at so that next time you come across this acronym, you have an understanding of what it means and what kind of mitigations can take place to stop it. This next section always feels a little bit self-promotional, and that's because it is. It's the WP Build section. A couple of things, well, three things for you this week. To say, first of all, that we have a new a new podcast episode out called Only Doing What You're Good At. And David Wormsley and I have a discussion. It's just him and I on the call. It's not an interview. And we talk about the fact that, well, what kind of work should we be doing? Should we only be doing the work that we're good at? Because there are so many different components to being a web developer or web designer, you know, branding, communicating, copywriting, UI, UX, SEO, uh, Photoshop work, backend, PHP. The list just goes on and on and on. And should we be trying to niche down and only really taking on the work that we know that we're good at and we're confident at? Or should we be more generic than that? And we, we never quite get to the answer, but it's nice to have these discussions. So that's number 143. The other couple of things I want to mention is that I have a website UI and UX review with Pete Chineri. We did one about a month ago and she came on a Facebook Live with us and she just went through a few submitted websites and 
basically just sort of took them apart from a UI UX point of view and gave some really helpful advice and everybody thought it was really really useful so we decided to do it again if you'd like to submit a site then please go to wbpbuilds.com forward slash UI and you can submit your site but the next one is in the Facebook group it's live on the 4th of September at 2pm UK time so come come along and see you might think to yourself oh this is something I want to take part in regularly because we are going to be doing them regularly and the last one is over at wpbuilds.com forward slash webinars. Just a reiteration, really, that I'm having one with Andre Gagnon from Project Hoddle on the 12th of September. So join us for that. Go to that page and click register now. OK, that's all the WordPressy stuff that I've got for you for this week. But as always, right at the end, we have a couple of bits. Well, in this case, more like five or six bits, which are not WordPress related, but I think are quite fun for you anyway. First one is over at WP Tavern, and it's to say that micro.blog adds Tumblr cross-posting. I confess I'd never heard of micro.blog, which is a like a, like a tiny little micro-blogging platform. And now they've added the ability to post your content that you create over there to Tumblr. Now, this is probably in response to the fact that Automatic acquired the company. Uh, it seems like a bit of a, an odd thing to put in simply because micro.blog and Tumblr are kind of in competition with each other, trying to get you to you know, put your stuff onto their platform. Nevertheless, they've decided to add this capability. And yeah, it might be quite interesting if you've never heard of micro.blog to just go and check it out. It's got a lot of similar feel to, to Tumblr I think. But yeah, just interesting that they've added this in this week. You can post your content to Tumblr, probably because of the uh, the capabilities that are being added in from WordPress. I'm always interested by search and the kind of rivalry between things like Google and Facebook and the competitors which are coming up offering kind of additional privacy of which the most notable search engine in that area is DuckDuckGo and on the search engine journal website we have an article entitled Google's Danny Sullivan responds directly to DuckDuckGo's anti-privacy claims. DuckDuckGo made a very professional looking video I might add on this website they've pasted it there showing the five areas where they feel that Facebook and Google sell you short. They say that they, you've got if you use their platforms you end up receiving hyper targeted ads there's the possibility for propaganda and discrimination to creep into the results that you get there is of course a filter bubble user data is saved and shared with third parties and user data is sold to advertisers obviously DuckDuckGo are positioning themselves as the antithesis to this but the guy over at Google, Danny Sullivan, has has sort of come back and said, well, we don't do this. It's not quite as bad as you say. Admittedly, he only tackles one of those five points because he says we don't manipulate your search results with the filter bubble claim. Um, and we don't really do anything to so that we give you what we think you'll click on. They just simply say that they don't do that. But it is interesting that he only tackles one of the five points, uh, but perhaps that's because that's the area that he works in. Nevertheless, quite interesting. I think this debate is going to hot up as we become more and more aware of exactly what these giant megalith companies are keeping. And so DuckDuckGo, I, I feel, is kind of in the ascendancy. Whether or not it'll ever reach the grandiose heights of Google, I, I don't know and possibly doubt. But it's quite interesting, the, the war that's beginning to start in this area. 
This next one has a direct impact, I suppose, on WordPress. It is on the WP Tavern, but it's all about Chrome, the browser. And it says Chrome 76 adds native lazy loading. WordPress contributors continue discussion re regarding core support. At the moment, you have to kind of install some kind of library to do lazy loading so that your images only actually load upon you scrolling them into view. There's of course things like Jetpack, Auto Optimize, Smush, WP Optimize and a whole bunch of others. Well, now Google has said that they're going to introduce this into the browser itself so that this will all happen natively. And so the the argument now is, well, if that's the case, then we should have this in WordPress core. Uh, a ticket, a track ticket was launched 14 months ago by Morton Rand Hendrickson. And so the discussion is now on what's the best way to do this? What should be the way that WordPress deploys this? I mean, it seems like a bit of a no brainer. There are people who've already come up with their own solutions and posted things on GitHub and so on. And I guess it's just a matter of wait and see, see what the community decides is the best way to do it. But no doubt we'll be leveraging this and not need third party substitutes to do exactly this and speed up everybody's sites. Back again at WP Tavern, we have an article entitled PHP Central Europe Conference cancelled due to lack of speaker diversity. Um, PHPCE, which is a Central European PHP conference, it was scheduled for the 4th of October, so coming up fairly soon, has been cancelled due to a public fiasco resulting from lack of gender diversity. Even though they'd claimed that the lineup was rich and diverse, there were absolutely zero women on the, on the speaking agenda. And at that point, a lot of people started to get the jitters, speakers started to pull out, and then ticket sales dried up. So it's been decided by the community that really this event has absolutely no purpose this year. Maybe they'll do better this year. I, I think this is a really important, an important thing. You know, if you go to WordCamps, we actually do reasonably well, but it's not to say that we've kind of cracked this nut yet. Uh, and a notable example, for example, would be the WP Bill's live news that we do on a Monday. Thus far, we've all been men that have been on the show. So a bit of a plea, if you don't mind, if you would like to appear on the, the live news and you are female, um, I would be really interested in hearing from you because I would like to know whether or not, A, anybody would like to appear, but B, whether you think that we've sort of, you know, contrived to do it this way. I did reach out to a whole bunch of people and this is this is the lineup that we have had so far. So apologies for that. But as I say, if you've got an opinion on this or you would like to nominate yourself to be involved in the the WordPress weekly news that we do live 2pm UK time on a Monday, please, please get in touch. I'd be be very grateful to hear from you. Now, we spoke a moment ago about the many ways that platforms like Google and Facebook kind of track you without your consent. Here's an interesting one from the Search Engine Journal. This is absolutely requiring your consent, and it's entitled Facebook rolls out automated lead generation in Messenger. Well, Messenger's obviously there, well, one of many chat platforms that Facebook own, and they're launching automatic lead generation. The idea being that if you put, let's say, an ad on there, you can click on the send message button, and it opens up 
stop an automated series of text messages uh, with automated reply buttons that users can go through. And then the information that you gather through Facebook Messenger can then be sent to a whole bunch of CRMs so that you can then qualify them and stick them into your um, drip campaigns and so on and so forth. So if you're an internet marketer, I suppose this is going to be really, really useful. Go and check out the article and what you need to do to get on that service. Okie dokie, that is all the news that I've got for you this week. As always, I hope you find it useful and that something that I mentioned was something that you wanted to click on and go and explore. Please do reach out to me if you're, you know, if you, whatever your comments might be about this. I am trying to get my head around what it is that our listeners would prefer to listen to. Is this too long? Is it too uninteresting? Do you enjoy the length of it? You know, am I talking about the right stuff or should I go off in a particular direction? Please do let us know. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Kinsta. Kinsta takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud platform, your site is secured like Fort Knox and runs on speed obsessive architecture. You get access to the latest software and developer tools such as PHP 7, SSH and staging environments. And the best part, their expert team of WordPress engineers, they're available 24-7 if you need help. And you can migrate today for free at kinster.com. So come and join us again next Thursday for the podcast. Join us again here on Monday for the next week's WordPress news and 2 p.m. UK time in the Facebook group. Uh, you can go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live and I'll be joined by some special guests talking through what you've just heard in a little bit more detail. And then, of course, we've got the Peacher uh, Facebook Live UI UX that I mentioned earlier. So maybe get yourself involved in some of that this week. I'd love to speak to you all. Okay, that's all I've got. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>